one solution to the climate crisis is a pain in the glass. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Last week, there was flooding in the Midwest and Southeast, leaving two dead in St. Louis and at least 25 in Kentucky. The disasters were called one-in-1,000-year rain events, but now because of global warming, scientists say they will become more common. A hotter climate means more moisture in the atmosphere, which can then be released in heavier downpours. The conditions began over the Gulf of Mexico, where water vapor was injected high into the atmosphere and blown north. Storms that formed linked together like train cars, each dumping over the same area, causing the flooding. Although fueled by climate change, the storms were different from a hurricane that stalls, as Harvey did five years ago in Texas, or a single thunderstorm that unloads. More rain is forecast for Kentucky this week. As the catastrophic floods were occurring, Senate Democrats took aim at the climate crisis with new legislation that could now succeed because of an unexpected compromise. The Inflation Reduction Act, spending $370 billion over the next 10 years, will need all 50 Democrats in the Senate, including Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who agreed to the legislation after secret negotiations. Analysts expect that if passed, the bill could cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 40 percent by 2030 compared to levels about 20 years ago. Experts have said, however, that they need to be slashed in half to avoid catastrophic climate change. The compromise provides large tax credits for wind and solar, battery storage, and geothermal energy. States and utilities would receive funding to transition to zero-carbon power generation, and the bill also supports wildfire prevention and sustainable farming practices. Depending on their income level, individuals may be able to get a tax credit to buy a new or used electric car, and a program would be available to encourage homeowners to install heat pumps and solar. However, to gain the support of Senator Manchin, the new bill would force the government to allow oil and gas drilling in the Gulf of Mexico, and he was also promised a vote to speed up permitting of projects such as a natural gas pipeline in his state. Some environmental groups expressed outrage over continuing the support of oil and gas operations, one saying it's a climate suicide pact that would fan the flames of climate disasters. But others applauded the bill as the single biggest investment in clean energy and decarbonization ever proposed by Congress. The Congo Basin in Central Africa contains the second largest rainforest in the world after the Amazon and is considered an essential carbon sink in the fight against global warming. At the COP26 climate conference last fall, the Democratic Republic of Congo, or DRC, where most of the rainforest lies, agreed to preserve it in exchange for international investment, calling itself a solution country to the climate crisis. That is until last week when the DRC reversed course and started auctioning off lands in the basin for oil and gas drilling, saying the decision was necessary to fight poverty in the nation, one of the poorest in the world. Fossil fuel exploration could endanger not only forests, but also Congo's sensitive peatlands, which store more carbon below ground 
ground and soils than what's held by the trees, according to researchers. In addition, two of the blocks at auction are located in a UNESCO World Heritage Site, a sanctuary for endangered mountain gorillas. Despite outcry from scientists and environmental activists that the sales could mean game over for the climate, according to the news program The World, Funding promised at COP26 has not arrived, and a DRC minister said that tackling poverty is their priority, not saving the planet. And finally, buildings require a lot of energy to keep us comfortable through lighting, air conditioning, and heating systems. So to tackle the climate crisis, structures need to be livable, but demand less from the grid. To engineer more sustainable buildings, researchers at the University of Toronto took inspiration from the sea, in particular shrimp-like creatures called krill that adjust pigment in their skin to darken it when it's bright out to protect themselves from UV light. The researchers wanted to apply the same idea to the skin of buildings, namely its windows, to see if adding pigment inside the glass, exactly when and where it's needed, could reduce energy use. In a prototype, they put mineral oil between two panes of glass. They then injected water with cells of pigment to parts of the window where darkening was needed. By adjusting the pattern and size of the cells, the windows let in specified amounts of light and heat as conditions like temperature and the sun's angle changed in real time. The arrangement could also be customized window by window, so a more effective and cheaper solution than, say, motorized blinds or other technology. Lead author Raphael Kay told H2O Radio that the concept could be used to address the needs of a building's occupants by tinting a room's color to wake them up, be more productive, or go to sleep. And for kicks, the pigments could create art, like the pointillists George Seurat or Vincent van Gogh, who used tiny dots of color to create their famous paintings. One day soon, climate solutions for buildings could be both smart and masterpieces. That's it for This Week in Water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>